This is Transforming Truth with the life-changing Word of God that heals, delivers, fills you with the Holy Spirit, all for your supernatural walk in Christ. Stay tuned for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer. And good morning, Detroit. This is Reverend Chris Palmer here on the Transforming Truth radio broadcast. It is an awesome night. We're so glad that you have tuned in. If you're listening, don't touch that dial for the next hour. We have a supernatural Holy Ghost field radio show all so that you can grow and deepen your walk in the spirit. You know, we believe in this ministry teaching you how to turn yourself over to the Holy Ghost so the Holy Ghost can turn you over to Jesus. And we believe tonight if you need deliverance, if you need healing, if you need a miracle in your life, if you're sitting at home and you're depressed, you don't have to be depressed. If you're sitting at home and you're upset, you're discouraged, or I just sense by the Spirit tonight that somebody is listening, you're tormented in your mind. In the name of Jesus, I command the devil to loose your mind. So stay tuned tonight and hear what God has for you. We're live in the studio. Uh, we are here tonight, so we're taking calls. 313-838-1035. If you need prayer tonight, you need someone to come into agreement. You know, the Bible says that where two or more are come together in his name, according to Matthew 18. There he is in the midst. And whatever things that we desire on earth as touching anything that we ask, it shall be done. If you need someone tonight to pray the prayer of deliverance, there's someone you're listening tonight. I just heard the Spirit say, you're believing God. I see a, 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 a female. You're believing God for your daughter. She's out there. She's running around. You're not sure where she's at. You need her to turn around. Call tonight. We're going to believe God with you that she'll come to the knowledge of the truth and receive Jesus and get out of that rebellion. So 313-838-1035. We want you to call in and we want to pray with you. And uh, before we get started in our show, I want to remind you that we have a podcast uh, so you can go to iTunes and On the Road with Chris Palmer. You'll find all of our shows archived as well as some preaching and some teaching. It's free. It's for you to be a blessing to help you grow in your walk with God. Also, we're a listener-supported broadcast, so if you want to partner with us, we're going into the Boston-Cambridge area starting June 4th. We'll be on every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. We're going to begin to challenge the strongholds in that area with the thinking and the Word of God. So if you want to support what we're doing, I want you to go to www.chrispalmerministries.com or write to us. P.O. Box 403, Wald Lake, Michigan, 48390. And we want to, uh, you know, continue to thank you for supporting us and helping us as we expand the Transforming Truth broadcast. And even while I was in prayer this morning, the Spirit of God already laid on my heart the next uh, city that He wants us to put this broadcast in. So we need your support and we need your help. But without any further ado, I have one of my best friends in the studio with me tonight. And I don't, I, I you know, don't, I think that using the word friend is an understatement. He's my brother in Christ, a mentor to me, someone who's taught me a lot. I'm tremendously honored to have him, and that is Pastor Larry Mack from Greater Than Dreams Church. Pastor, welcome to the show tonight. Hey, thank you, Chris, for having me. I've been trying to get you on for a while, and I know you're busy. I know you have Sunday services, and, and you have to be up early, but I dragged you out on Memorial Day weekend to, to be with the audience tonight, so thanks for being here tonight. You know, I, you know the days when we would spend all night in prayer, <laughs> this is what we'd be doing anyway, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> for the people not listening, Pastor Mag and me, we I don't want to say we used to because we still do sometimes, but it's his, he's a man of prayer. He's a man of the Spirit, and he's the pastor that uh, we would go to his church late at night, and we'd pray from, what was it, 9 p.m. till 6 a.m. in the Holy Ghost, yes, just uh-huh. praying in the Spirit. <laughs> praying in the Spirit, having a good time. Having a good time, and I grew so Walking much. To the corner store at 3 in the morning, <laughs> Walking getting to- some energy drinks. <laughs> Praise God. We're getting energy drinks to keep us up, but he's here tonight. Now, before we go, you pastor Greater Than Dreams Church in Wayne, Michigan. Yeah, we it's called Greater Dreams Church. Greater Dreams Church. In Wayne, and we have a location in Toledo, Ohio also. Praise God. And how long have you been pastoring there for? Um, we've been, well, you know, the church is about five and a half years old. Okay. Uh, almost six years old. Our church in Toledo is about a year and a half, two years old. Um, but we've been in the preaching and people helping business since I was 19. So wow. 43 years old now. 43. I, I feel young. Though. <laughs> <laughs> you got 45 more years left. Amen. <laughs> pastor, we're talking uh, on a series tonight. And, you know, one thing I love about you, Pastor, is your heart, your, your intelligence in the Word of God. You're a man of the Spirit. You're a man of Pentecost. You believe in healing. And I've seen God in your ministry use you to preach the Word of God. You preach Jesus. Miracles follow. I remember just recently you telling me that you were preaching in a service and God opened up a deaf ear. Talk to me tonight. You know, we're, start, we're talking about the hidden man of the heart. First Peter chapter 3, verse 4, which says that it's the hidden man of the heart, which is in the sight of God a great price. Uh, when we begin our life in Jesus, when we get born again, talk to the people tonight. What happens when someone is a sinner and they, the revelation comes that they need Jesus, they ask Jesus to come into their heart. What then happens when they're born again to their spirit man? You know, the, their spirit man is now born again unto God, your brand new creature. And I think one of the things that we have to remember is that you have to start feeding that old man, feeding the new man, mm-hmm. and begin to, you know, get get close to people like yourself or get friends in your world. Because... Like one of the benefits that I have is that living in the world that we're living in, the enemy is always trying to push you away from the power of God, from the the spirit of God, from the, you know, miracles and healings and signs and wonders. But when you have people like you that keep on preaching this gospel uh, of the kingdom, which is a gospel of power, it encourages you to keep going on in the spirit of God, mm-hmm. in the things of God that are real. Um, and when you get born again, I think it's important that you get with men and women of God, um, whether they're older or younger, that believe in the Bible. That's because right. oftentimes we may believe, uh, you know, just in words, but he wants us to have the power of God in our lives also. <clears throat> so in my beginning of my walk with God, I started spending a lot of time in prayer because I had teachers in my life that taught on prayer. And I remember one of the first books that I read was Good Morning Holy Spirit. By Benny Hinn. And reading Good Morning Holy Spirit, it gave me an appetite to want to know more about the spirit life and the spirit-led life. So when a person is born again, his spirit is now activated in the kingdom of God. Mm. And really what's really taking place is that you're no longer the person you used to be. You are a brand new person. As a matter of fact, you know, when the Bible talks about how um, when the disciples came back and they were rejoicing and they were happy, that they were being used in the power of God. Miracles were happening. People were getting delivered and set free. Devils were being cast out. And Jesus said, don't rejoice that the devils are subject to you with my name, but rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And that's just to say 
that I was born in Toledo, Ohio, in Mercy Hospital. And in Toledo, in Ohio, there is a building that has files of everyone's birth certificate, just like here in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And everyone's birth certificate is there in a file, and it just signifies that you're a United States citizen. But when you get born again, you now have a birth certificate that is in heaven. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus wants us to recognize that we have a birth certificate in heaven. And because we're not just from earth now, we're from heaven now, we have all of heaven backing backing us. We wow. become an ambassador of Christ. So it says, rejoice that your name is written in heaven. So you're saying that when you're born again, that you are activated or you become a citizen or a member of another kingdom. That's right. For the people listening tonight, I meet so many people, Pastor, that, that I remember one time someone told me, they said, well, I, I appreciate your hunger, your zeal for God, but I'm very satisfied with or my life and where it's at right now, how much I know about God. Uh, but what I believe they fail to see is that it's not just about religion, going to church, sitting in a pew, hearing a few sermons on God. They're missing the revelation that it's about belonging to a kingdom and walking in that kingdom. Tell people about when you get born again, you get into that kingdom, how to operate, how to unlock, how to, how to walk in that kingdom. You know, you know, first of all, let's begin with uh, just don't let anything take your hunger away. And over the years, one of the things that I found out is the thing that the enemy has targeted most against every person on the planet is their relationship with God. He wants you to be religious. He doesn't want you to know God. He mm-hmm. doesn't want you to start establishing a one-on-one personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't want you being filled with the Spirit. He doesn't want you speaking in an unknown tongue. He wants to discourage you from the deeper things of God. Because the truth of the matter is, the Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, verse number 10, <clears throat> that I might know him. You know, Chris, when he said that I might know him, I was thinking when I read the text, I thought, Paul, don't you know him already? You know, but knowing him is not just knowing him in one specific event. Knowing him is a continual process, a, something that continually that takes place over the span of your life. It was, it's not just one moment. You, he said, give us this day our daily bread. So there's a daily bread, a daily download that God wants to give you. And one of the things that, that I begin to do in my walk with God is I begin to pray in tongues a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. And praying in the spirit, and you know, not just like because I'm emotional and I feel something and I want to pray in tongues or or things of that nature. Uh, But what happens is I on purpose begin to pray in the Holy Ghost just because I want to, because the Bible says he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto man, but unto God. How be it in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Mm -hmm. And the mysteries that you're speaking is everything that Christ is in you, to you, and through you. And what begins to happen as you go deeper in God, you can't help but start watering the gift of God that's on the inside of you. Oftentimes people don't know what they're called to do or what they're called to be. But if you spend time with God, you'll start watering a desire in your heart, watering a tree that's growing up on the inside of you. And you can't help but be what you are. And you won't have to have a prophet prophesy to you Mm -hmm. that you're called to do this, called to do that. And really, most of the time, they could be wrong. But when you know God for yourself, like if somebody prophesied to you to go to Africa, you better have them go with you mm-hmm. so that they can prophesy you back home because <laughs> you don't know God for yourself. The most important thing for every believer is to learn and know the voice of God for themselves. 
I was amazed at when Paul said that I might know him. I'm mm-hmm. thinking, Paul, don't you already know him? But the kind of knowledge that he's talking about is not the kind of knowledge of information or or just knowing about somebody that's talking about facts. But the kind of knowledge that Paul is talking about in Philippians chapter 3, verse number 10 is that intimate knowledge. It's mm-hmm. the knowledge uh, where the first word, the word is used in Hebrew, is translated uh, from the Greek to Hebrew, the word yada. Mm-hmm. In Genesis chapter 4, verse number 1, the Bible talks about Cain uh, knew his wife, and or Adam knew his wife Eve, and they bore Cain. That word know there is an intimate word. It has to do with when two people come together and they shut the door and they do things privately with one another. Mm-hmm. It's not just knowing about somebody. It's experiencing someone. It's intimate. Intimate. And in the book of uh, Daniel, chapter 11, verse number 32, it says, They that know their God, not know about their God, but know their God. It's the same word, yada. It's a word that, that speaks of intimacy, uh, closeness. And when you really read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, see, oftentimes we try to do exploits for God. And we, we do exploits for God, uh, but it's difficult to do it if you don't know him. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, they had an experience with him. It wasn't just a one-time event that took place, but as a continuation of a long-lasting relationship. And they, and out of that knowledge, God birthed something on the inside of them. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, it says that faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders obtain a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by a word from God. Now, the word word there is not logos. Logos is the word that is used from Genesis to Revelation is what God has already said. But the word rhema is what God is saying right now. We're going to go ahead and go to the phones. We have Alicia on the line with us tonight. Alicia, are you there? Minister Palmer, how are you? I'm blessed. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I haven't, um, we haven't seen you on this side for so long. Well, you know, we're, I've been busy, been out doing the Lord's work, but we're in town this weekend, and so it's, it's great to be on the air live, and it's great to be, be with you tonight. Okay, great, great. I, um, I call because I have something to ask. Okay. And it is so funny, and or I should say so uncanny, because as I listened to your program, you opened up with um, talking to the minister about being born again. Mm-hmm. And and recently I've had um, a sort of revelation um, of being born again, and I just wanted to share that with you, too, as you were talking about being... I really called to ask you the question, but mm-hmm. as you open up with being born again, mm-hmm. I said I would share it with you. Go ahead. Okay, so... Let me share it with you first, then I'll ask you the question. All right. Um, you know, I've been studying my Bible. I've been reading my Bible faithfully and that kind of stuff. And, you know, I've been reading about Jesus Christ, his lineage, and where he came from. And he had some, like, there was one guy in particular, um, one, his name is Manasseh or Manasseh. He was very, very evil. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And... We know that Jesus Christ was conceived by the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like he didn't have that bloodline. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Now, they say the doctors, and they say it's proven that um, the blood comes from the father. Correct. Right? Yep. The mother only carries the child, and she nourishes the child through the umbilical cord. 
Well, one day I was reading my Bible, and it's like something just moved in my spirit, and I saw and I had a clear understanding of when you say born again, because I was thinking about it. It's like God showed me when we are born again, our DNA changed. That's exactly it. You know? I want to tell you, it's funny that you're talking about this, Alicia, because... Pardon me? It's funny that you're bringing this up because we were going to get to this in our series, and I haven't moved on it at this point yet. Uh, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul's talking, and he says that we would come to... for the. It says that the ministry gifts were for the perfecting of the saints, the work of the ministry, the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come in the unity of the faith unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, this is just one scripture that I like to use when I'm teaching on the DNA mystery of being born again. The word stature in the Greek is the word elixia. And that's where we get our word helix. And when you study science, you'll find out that helix or double helix is your DNA. And so your DNA, there is a DNA in Christ. And when you're born again, your DNA completely changes. And that, you know, we don't for sake of time can't get into all of it. But when the Father birthed Jesus, he did it through the incorruptible seed. That incorruptible seed, the word in Greek is sperma. He, re he had a different seed inside of him. He wasn't carrying the seed of the serpent or the seed of sin. He was carrying the seed of his father. Jesus was the first man in 4,000 years to walk the earth uncorrupted by the seed of sin. That is passed to people that have faith in Christ. That's called being born again. So it's pot when you're born again... Your DNA changes on the inside. You receive a brand new spirit, which is, the Bible says in, in John 1, 4, Alicia, that in him was life. That life was the light of man. That life is talking about that DNA. And you could trace it all the way through Scripture and find out that the righteousness that you receive, right standing with God, has everything to do with your sonship or have you been, like Pastor was talking about, born into the family of God. And it's out of that DNA or out of that change that you have, that you now can start understanding the mystery of the kingdom. You have a capacity to understand the Word of God and the Holy Ghost because you are now been changed or transformed. You know, it says that we've been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of His dear Son. And it says that this Son is the image of the invisible God. So it's talking again about Him coming to earth as a man carrying a different DNA. And I was with a pastor in Indiana one of my dear brothers in the Lord, and he had a ministry where he would said that he would preach people out of hell and preach them right back into hell. He was very hardcore in his teaching, never understanding what me and Pastor Matt call the new creation reality, about how when you're born again, you receive a new DNA. And he said that he began to pray in the Holy Ghost and study his Bible, and the Spirit of God just started showing this to him, and he had never read a book on it. And he came to find out there are other people that have begun teaching this through the revelation of God. And so what you're saying about your DNA changing, uh, Paul says it in Galatians 6.15 where he says that circumcision or uncircumcision doesn't avail anything. What matters is a new creature, the new creature, the creature or you being born again. So you're on to something, Alicia, and I want to encourage you and with Pastor, study that out. You know, read yeah, Galatians, know. read Colossians about how... I know, I've, 
I've, I've, I, mean, I, was ex- I was excited. I was really excited when God gave me that, and He just made it so real. And well, you, you, you know, I was able to understand you, it. I was know, like, "Wow, you know, this is what born again means." Well, go ahead, Pastor Mac. You have something to say? Yeah, you know, Alicia. One of the things too that I think is really outstanding is that the Apostle Paul, oftentimes, he would have a bunch of Jewish people that would come against him and try to discredit the platform of which he was preaching from. And then he started breaking down his pedigree after the natural. He really starts dealing with the old man. He says, um, I was circumcised the eighth day. And if you are uh, born again, if you were a Jew and you were uh, uh, of the Hebrew um, descendant, then you were circumcised on the eighth day. If you were a proselyte, um, someone, you became an adult, you got circumcised. And then if you're Ishmaelite, you were um, circumcised on the 13th year of your life. And then so he was saying that, listen, um, listen, I was circumcised the eighth day. Then he went even deeper. He said, I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. It just simply means that not only am I a Hebrew, but my family's practiced a Hebrew religion in our household. We spoke the Hebrew language. He said, I was of the tribe of Benjamin. Benjamin was the only tribe that was born in a promised land. He starts naming everything that he experienced. And then he shares with them, if anybody can talk or preach from a platform, it is I. In other words, I'm a Pharisee. The word Pharisee, it means like you're a chosen one. I mean, there were very few of them. And he really began to say, I count it all as dung to win Christ. He said his born-again experience carries more weight than being circumcision. Than circumcision. If you are born again, the weight that you carry is greater than anything if you was to compare it with anything you've experienced in your life. That's why he came, to give you that life, which is through being born again. Now, go ahead, Elisa. You have a question you want to ask us. Go ahead and, uh, and, and, and ask away. Yeah, um, my question now is, uh, I know I've read it in the Bible, somewhere in the smaller books of the Bible, you know, in the in the New Testament, where they say the anointing is still in you, it's in you. Sometimes it doesn't feel like that, you know, so my question is, can you lose the anointing? Well, you have to understand what the anointing is. Anointing is God's power on your life for service. Mm-hmm. When you boil it down to what that is, that's receiving the Holy Ghost or the baptism of the Spirit. When the baptism of the Spirit comes on you, when you receive that, you receive or you've been empowered for service. I believe that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance, but I certainly believe that you can do. The Bible talks about grieving the Holy Ghost. It talks about vexing the Spirit. The Bible talks about quenching the Spirit. I believe that when you receive the anointing on your life or you you have a hunger I believe there are things in your life that you can do to, to uh, you know, Paul told Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter uh, 1, he said, stir up the gift of God that's in you by the laying on of hands. Well, that was the Holy Ghost and the graces that come because of that. That has to be stirred. I believe that those things in our life can go dormant if we don't continually give heed and attention to those things. That's why I teach that, and I believe in grace. I believe the Spirit of God comes on you by grace, but I believe that we have a response to that grace. You have to make it a, 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 you know, spend time in prayer, in fervent prayer. I was just with a friend before uh, coming on the show. We were talking about spending time in fervent praying in the Holy Ghost, fervently praying in English, fervently praying, stirring up those things, calling those things to come to pass. And, you know, I've seen uh, people that were greatly anointed at one time. I've seen them, you know, uh, by their own will. They just go into, I don't, I don't know if you want to call it losing the anointing or not necessarily becoming, they, 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 you could say they don't have what they used to have. That is based upon your desire to go after those things. 
And uh, that's why Pastor opened up saying, don't ever lose your hunger. Now, the, the Bible talks about the strong man. Can you lose it? It could definitely make it dormant. It could definitely cause those things to be quenched when you start sinning. I don't mean what level of sin, but I'm saying that you have to be careful. Uh, one of my friends in Texas, his mom always says, you protect that anointing that's on your life. You make it a point to protect that because sin is devastating. Uh, when you, you know, God full of grace and mercy and kindness, but when you get into open sin and you stay in those things, uh, there is grace and God can still use people, but we don't want to necessarily depend upon the gifting and upon the anointing because when you're in sin and you're living in sin, I, I believe there's three levels to the supernatural. You have faith, you have the anointing, and you have the glory. And I believe that people can be anointed and live in sin, but they can never see the glory of God that way. And does that make sense to you, Alicia? Um, you know, I'm trying to put it together. Go ahead, Pastor. Yeah, you know, you, I'm trying you, to put you know, it together. She, she talked about feelings. Um, there were times when I didn't feel anything when God used me greatly. Uh, there were times when I felt God's presence strongly and he used me and uh, and nothing happened. So I never really go by feelings when when I'm praying for people, whether it be at a shopping mall or whether it's at the grocery store or if it's in a church service. I've always just by faith know that God's desire is to heal and to deliver. Uh, there were one particular time that comes to mind. Um, there was this woman that came to the altar, and she could not open up her hand because somehow her bones were locked together. And I didn't feel anything, but when I prayed for her for the first time in nine months, she was able to open up her hand. Then there was a little girl that had some type of disease that affected her, the DNA structure of her body. I think it was MS, but it was causing her to become crippled. Uh, she was eight years old, and we had prayed for her. I didn't feel anything, but I prayed the prayer of faith. And when I prayed for her, the next day she had a doctor's appointment. She went to the doctor's appointment. The doctor told her to come back and kept telling her to come back because she showed her the before and after the x-rays and how her blood was totally different than before. And so it was a bona fide miracle. And it didn't happen because I felt something, but it just happened because I believe that God is a healer. Now, I love those times. When I feel God's presence, he comes upon me. And when you feel like you're far away from God, maybe it's the time for you to fast and pray. Because sometimes, uh, you know, I don't think you lose the anointing, but I think that you can cause anointing to become dormant. And you, you cover it up with flesh. You allow your old man to come alive again. You got off that altar. Um, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus that walks not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Um, and when you stop walking after the spirit, you start going after the flesh. I believe you start covering up that anointing. You start covering up your fire. I believe that there's times when you should. The Bible didn't say if you fast. It said when you fast. So in those times you feel like you're losing the anointing or you don't feel God's presence real strong. Maybe it's the time for you to fast and pray. As a pastor, I do this all the time. When I start preaching and then there's no conviction in my congregation, I have to get away and I'll start being alone two and three days in my in my room that I pray at and fasting and prayer. And then when mm -hmm. I show up, his tangible presence starts coming back again. There's things that you can do, Alicia, that like what Pastor was saying is that anointing can go dormant, which was what I was saying, but you can keep that anointing hot you can keep it fresh he's saying fasting fasting is something that really keeps you spiritually sharp and we all need a sharpening when i want to when i start seeing that 
Uh, I need to stay sharp spiritually. Sometimes you can let the flesh get in the way. Sometimes you find you're thinking, you're thinking fleshly. You're, uh, you get mad when someone cuts you off and you, you know, get upset and you, you know, things like that happen or people are getting on your nerves. Well, it's because flesh is there. So I'll go on a fast. Um, you know, when you're thinking about, you know, uh, you just, you know, just, you're just enjoying and being entertained and all sorts of stuff. When you go on a fast, that's going to put your spirit right in back in dominance. Uh, fervent prayer keeps you, keeps you out of the flesh. Uh, when you spend time, uh, Alicia, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Spirit, like Pastor was saying, when you spend time worshiping, getting before His presence, I was telling someone the other day about the presence of God is like a fragrance. And when, you know, before I leave the house every day, I like to put on cologne. I have about 15 bottles of cologne because I love fragrances. But before I leave the house, the Spirit of God convicted me. Am I wearing His fragrance? And the way you can wear the fragrance of God is you get into worship every morning. Father, I worship and praise you. I thank you. I praise you. When you do that, the anointing that's in your life is going to continually be active. It's going to be hot. And you don't have to worry about that going dormant. Does that make sense to you, Alicia? Well... I hear what you say, you know, my, you know, I, 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 what can I say? I hear what you say. But you're worried about, can you outright lose the anointing? Minister Palmer, I worship. I spend, listen, almost, you can say, I mean, this is not exaggerating. I spend a lot of time reading my Bible. I, I listen to sermons on my phone. I spend time in the night worshiping before I go to bed. He wakes me up one, two, three, all hours of the morning, and I have to get up and worship. And, you know, I, I, he's just been revealing a lot of stuff to me. And then there are times when I don't hear anything. It's such mm-hmm. a flat, flat feeling, you know. And um, it, it, it's just hard to believe sometimes. But that, those times there, you're talking to two preachers, and I can tell you both of us have those times. It's not always times where your your ear is hooked up to God. But as Pastor was saying is, you're not moved by those feelings. You're walking in light as you receive the light. There will be times, Elisa, where I'll read the Word of God. I'll pick a book of the Bible and I'll read it through uh, 50 times. And I'm 41 times through the book of Colossians right now. And I can tell you not every time going through Colossians I got anything out of there. But it begins to build and there's some times where all of a sudden, bam, something pops and it gives me enough to preach on for a whole month. And you won't even be reading it. You might be in the shower. Yeah. uh, Or driving down the street and God will speak to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Pastor, in, in response to Lisa's question, God is not limited, and tell me if I'm right or wrong, to the cubicle hours that we spend in prayer, right? No, he's not. You know, I think it's our life that we got to be sensitive to our whole life. Um, you know, maybe there's a why in a road. She could be missing it someplace. Uh, maybe she was in disobedience in a ter- certain area. Um, so God is like, you know, my children, I keep telling them over and over again to do something, and then they don't do it. Then I just be quiet about it. Uh-huh. And they come to me and say, Dad, what's wrong? I'm like, well, two weeks ago, I asked you to do this, and I asked you again, and you didn't do it. You know, oftentimes, we got to go back to that why in the road. Yeah, Alisa, I wouldn't think you have anything to be concerned about. I can tell you honestly that as two preachers, that it's not every day we're getting a, a, a mind-bending revelation. But there's times where we're not even expecting to receive something from God. We're driving or we're hanging out, and all of a sudden, bam. So I remember when I was preaching in a particular conference one time, and... uh I was flying there, and the Spirit of God came on me in the airplane and downloaded in me enough to preach on for a month. And the conference was powerful. 
And I wasn't even expecting, I wasn't even searching for it. It's like God sought me out and wanted to talk to me. And uh, you just have to trust that you continue to go before him and fellowship with him and seek him for who he is. And he's going to start down. The fact that you're getting this revelation about the DNA of God, it shows me that you're on the right page, Alicia. Okay. You know, and then again, she could just be a, like a kinesthetic learner. She has to feel something. Mm -hmm. But I got friends at auditorial learners and they don't feel anything but they think that man that was the best service in the world and i didn't feel anything mm -hmm. but because of their learning style so yep. maybe god is dealing with her a different way alisa i don't think you have anything to be concerned about okay okay you just continue to do what you're doing and and you know trust and know that god is going to continue to reveal himself to you on the timeline that he wants to reveal himself to you and just continue and, and remember it's by grace. He's working his plan out through you. So you do what is your part and he's going to fulfill his end. Okay, my sister? I I most certainly will. So I most certainly will. And, um, you know, there are times, like I say, when I don't hear anything, um, a lot of times I, I walk. I walk, you know, I stay in Detroit and I walk. And I would talk with him while I'm walking because he's everywhere your feet trot he's going to give to you so I would pray for the houses people the Praise houses God. you know and I would lift them up and, 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 and you know um, let me just tell you this I was at well I wasn't attacked but um, one day I was walking and a pit bull came out of a yard and I wasn't even paying attention really I saw the dog it came out of the yard and I continued walking because I was worshiping, talking to God. And um, I felt it nudging me at the back of my knee. So I looked back, and it was the dog. And that's when I realized it was a pit bull. No leash, nothing. I'm serious. And I just kind of moved away to the side, not panicking. And he walked alongside me, rubbing his face. And that is strange, rubbing his face against the side of my pants, you know. And... Um, is then it hit me that this is a pit bull. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. You know, I was like, and immediately I just turned around and I said, Lord, you give me dominion. Mm -hmm. And I said, I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. And I spoke it with authority. And I saw the pit bull. He just stopped. He looked at me. And I just continue walking slowly, not fast, you know. And I look back, and he just went into another yard. I was in the islands preaching, and a woman left our service one night, and she came back and testified how she was walking, and a wild dog, dogs run, run wild in the islands. If you ever go there, you'll see dogs everywhere. I am from the islands. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. I am from the islands. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. And she... Uh, said that while she was walking home, it was some type of Rottweiler or some type of mutt came at her and was ready to attack her. And she took her finger out and she said, in the authority of Jesus, I command the spirit behind this dog leave. And she said that dog just stopped and just looked at her and turned around and went the other way. That's what happened with you, this dog when I spoke to it. Yep. I had a same experience you have, with a dog just started to bark and I told the dog to shut up in the name of Jesus because they just had the dog on a leash this time was right in front and I was walking the pavement and I was kind of like you know anything can happen they yep. can just you know fly out at you and I just spoke in the name of that's Jesus. right if people are listening tonight you have authority as a child of God over all the power of the enemy 
And I want to say to our listeners listening tonight, if you're dealing with depression or you're dealing with sickness or disease, you have two preachers in the studio, we want to pray for you. 313-838-1035. Call in tonight if you need healing in your body, you have a question. We are here tonight to pray with you and for you. 313-838-1035. Alicia, we have to go to break. Yes. We love you. We're so thankful you called in tonight, okay? Thank you. And, and uh, we'll see you soon. Just stay with us and... We'll be right back after this break. Okay, God bless. Bye-bye. Come on, put your hands together again. And his word declares he inhabits the praises of his people. So as you praise him, he's dwelling right where you are. And wherever his spirit is, 
Your needs are being met for those who will be obedient to praising him and worshiping. Where are the worshipers in the house tonight? And I'm so glad worship is not based on how you feel because sometimes I don't feel like doing it, but I got to be like David did when he said, I'll bless the Lord at, and his praise shall do what? Now that's an amazing thing because continuing means like I will just keep on praising him and I'm not going to stop. Now maybe your neighbor doesn't have a reason to, but you know God's been too good to you to stand there and look at me like you're crazy. But God's power has been in your life. And I've learned how to praise the Lord in very difficult times because we as believers go through so many things. WMUZ Detroit. Buy an HD radio and experience amazing crystal clear digital sound and listen online at WMUZ.com. And this is Reverend Chris Palmer, and we are here on the Transforming Truth radio broadcast with my good friend and brother, Pastor Larry Mack from Greater Dreams Church in Wayne, Michigan. We want to say before we go on in our broadcast that we honor every man and woman who has served in our military forces as Memorial Day is coming up on Monday. If you have a loved one that's in the military, somebody that has serving in the Coast Guard or the Air Force, the Navy, Special Forces, the Army, or whatever branch, we're praying for them. We love them at Chris Palmer Ministries and WMUZ. We're praying for their protection. We speak Psalm 91 and the blood of Jesus over them in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to go to the phones. We have Erica on line four. Erica, how are you tonight? I'm wonderful. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Thanks for calling. What can we do for you? Yeah, I actually have a testimony. Um, Great. I About the ministry, well, like everything that the ministry has done in my life so far. Wow. Well, go ahead, share it. Yeah, um, like a couple of years ago, um, I, I saw you preach, um, but it wasn't until like I started to listen to the podcast. So, if anybody's listening, that um, you know they listen every week, but they haven't had a chance to download the podcast, I really encourage you to do it to get more connected to this ministry because I have been um, I like I used to read the Bible, but I really didn't understand what I was reading. I I didn't really understand it, but I understood, like, when you would preach your revelation, mm -hmm. and I would pray according to that, and I it led me to self-deliverance. Like, wow. there was nobody else wow. in the room, but it's just, like, your the Word of God, just, I don't know, the, the ministry is so powerful because wow. it comes straight from the source. It comes straight from heaven. It's not like you heard it from somebody or, you know, like, your sister down the street said something <laughs> to you. It's like, man, like, you read and God speaks to you, and then you Amen. speak to the people, and it's so powerful. Like, my life has never been the same. I've extremely matured wow. uh, through, through this ministry, and it's, it, it blows my mind that, like, you know, even a couple like a couple of years ago i was i was like stripping i was drinking i was i was so bound you know wow. i was um, very independent and it's like over the course of less than a year i think maybe like 6 months i not even i, I had been listening for like 2 months straight and i i got a breakthrough wow. you know uh from podcast wow. you know because uh, i wasn't able to go to church i would listen uh to the podcast and i would pray in the holy ghost and it was so powerful like your revelation on the holy ghost and what praying in tongues is and, and the resources wow. that you made available to me and i'm just so grateful i just wanted to encourage everybody to if you're not connected to the ministry to get connected and to become partners so into this wow. ministry because it is uh it is breaking barriers in the spirit it is doing 
wonderful things around the world, and I'm so grateful for you. Wow, Eric, um, Eric I certainly appreciate that. That means a lot to me. Um, can you tell the people that are listening tonight, we're, me and Pastor Mac, we're going to talk about praying in tongues in a little bit. What, is, what has praying in tongues done for you, praying in the Spirit? Oh, my God. I, I didn't even really know. When I first got baptized in the Holy Ghost, I didn't understand what it was. And then um, you sent me the book, The Walk of the Spirit and The Walk of Power, and mm-hmm. I began to realize that it's almost like um, it, somebody interceding for you, everything that you need, like the, like the Holy Spirit is whispering to your spirit, exactly what you need to pray, but it she has to come like from you, your Chris. voice, because God wants us to ask, so when, that's what I think of when I pray in the Holy Ghost, it's almost like I have this, this like prophetic prayer partner that knows everything, wow. and is telling me exactly what I need to pray, but it's hidden from me, because I probably will mess it up if I know wow. it or something, I don't know, but like, it's just, it's, I don't, I read something somewhere that said it's so powerful praying in, praying in tongues is so powerful because you can say one word in tongues and you could be saying a million words in english like it's so extreme and it's extraordinary because the in in the spirit connects you your your faith is like jump started when you pray in tongues That's and right. it's like god begins to reveal things to and you that, that, and, and so like, you you said you know things you said in your testimony you sharpened your call you said in your the, testimony the you, you came out of stripping you came out of a, a lifestyle of lasciviousness and part of your deliverance came through praying in the spirit correct yeah yeah there was nobody else in the room it was just so, me in so the if, room. there was nobody else if somebody like i began to manifest and it was so powerful because it was something that I experienced. Nobody else experienced that um, but God. me, you know, and God began to reveal things to me that were true, that according to my, my purpose and my call, you know, like when you pray in the Holy Ghost, like it says in the book, it it, it directly, it's not going to help you be a better painter if you're not called to be a painter. That's if you're right. called to be a prophet, you're going to be a better prophet. If you're called to be an evangelist, you're going to be a better evangelist because that is the call of God on your life, and that is what, you know, you, you are praying the perfect will of God. So if his will for you is to be a teacher, be a Bible school teacher, then when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you are praying about that. You are praying about how to get your life on course towards that direction. Wow, I tell you, Chris, you know, one of the things, too, that we we have a tendency to do is regulate the Holy Spirit to the church. We, but I had a friend, uh, he was called, he was preaching, and he kept praying in the Spirit for hours, maybe about an hour a day. He just stayed real consistent with it, and uh, he found out God called him to be an engineer. So he had turned his church over to someone, and he went to pursue becoming an engineer, and he's one of the best engineers in our day. Because he was praying in tongues. Praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Erica, Thank you for calling. We appreciate it. We we so gladly appreciate your help, your prayers, your partnership. Praise God. And we love you at CPM. Have a wonderful Memorial Day. Okay, Erica? Amen. God bless you guys. God bless. Thanks for sharing. Pastor, expound on what Erica was saying. Tell me about your own personal revelation about praying in tongues. You, you know, I had you know, I had gotten filled with the spirit and I first learned about praying in the Holy Ghost with E.W. Grant Sr. Mm-hmm. It was a small book that he had years ago, and he had wrote it, and he talked about praying in the Spirit. And up to that point in time, he would talk about when he would pray in tongues, uh, he got filled with the Spirit. I got filled in the Spirit, and uh, I began to pray in the Spirit based upon emotions. I would only pray in tongues when I felt emotional.
emotional about it. But then preachers began to share with me that you can speak in tongues anytime you want to. And this was brand new cutting edge stuff when you're dealing with the Pentecostal church back in those days. Because I grew up Baptist and then I got filled with the Holy Spirit and then I began to pursue God even the more. But in E.W. Grant Sr.'s book, an old book, he talked about how he would pray in the spirit for like three hours a day and he would go into the, uh, you know, mow his lawn, praying in the spirit, wash dishes, shovel snow, praying in the spirit while he was working. And so I thought I had to be outside in nature mm-hmm. because at that time he talked about praying in the spirit in nature. So I would go to the park and pray in the spirit and, you know, just be connected to God more. But then I began to go deeper in it and I found out you can pray in tongues anytime you want to, wherever you want to, underneath your breath. You know, I remember years ago my wife was praying in tongues, but she was whispering in tongues. Mm-hmm. And I said, the Bible says he that speaks in an unknown tongue. I said, it didn't say he that whispers. <laughs> you know, but then one day I came home and the glory of God filled my house and she prayed for me. And then I said, okay, you can whisper in tongues because you don't have to be weird <laughs> yeah. about it. You know, you can just pray in the spirit underneath your breath. And so I started praying in the Holy Spirit for like three to eight hours a day. I was able to do this because I worked in advertising. I was a, I worked for the Tudor Blade in a marketing department and I worked out in the field in my car. And so I was like, as long as I'm in my car, I'm going to pray in the spirit. So every time I got in my car, I would be in the car for like eight hours a day. So I started getting in the habit of praying in tongues. And so I started praying in the spirit and I started watering the seed of God on the inside of me. I was in the medical field. I was a medical specialist in the military. I was going to school for respiratory therapy and business. And the Spirit of God began to speak to me, and he began to share with me my future as a result of praying in the Holy Ghost. So the things that I prayed uh, 14, 15, 16 years ago, I'm living out right now. So I I was praying out my future. And we're going to go to the calls in just a second. So if you're standing, if you call, just stand by. We'll we'll take your call in a second. But I want to say this is what Pastor Mack was saying. Very powerful truth. There was a season that I had in prayer where I was praying in the Holy Ghost a lot. And, uh, you know, we go through seasons of prayer. Sometimes we can pray eight hours a day, ten hours a day, three hours a day. And then there's times where we can only pray a half hour a day based upon our seasons. And I had been through this season of prayer maybe eight or nine months ago. And then I got real busy with some things and could only pray, couldn't pray as much in the Spirit. And uh, I went to do a particular pl- uh, particular place, and we had a, a ser- some services, and miracles and signs and wonders broke out, and the power of God was there. People got saved and healed, and uh, but the one thing about it was all this revelation knowledge came forth that I had never preached before. Mm-hmm. And I told the Lord, I said, "Where did this come from?" Because I hadn't done anything different. Uh, to study for this, to made a special point to get this revelation knowledge. And the Lord told me that the harvest that came from praying in tongues had not been fully received. And I was re- this was a harvest based upon the praying that I did eight or nine months ago. Yes. And he never forgets the seed that was sown. And this was based upon, and he showed me exactly where in the spirit when I prayed all this out. And it was eight or nine months ago. You know, he that sows to the spirit, so reap my God. life everlasting and that's basically what we've been doing when you pray in the holy ghost you're t- you're going to receive revelation knowledge and when you speak it it is going to have the zoe life of god it's like god breathed teaching yes amen Pastor not Ray. just pneuma human life but zoe right. the god kind of the life. god kind of life you know one of the things oftentimes we go to church and we're fed in our minds but our spirits are not being fed because i want to say this and i don't want to hurt anybody 
is the man of God is not spending time with the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. so that when people come to the church, there's a deposit in their human spirit, Mm -hmm. which is the Zoe life of God. So, yep. We have Terry on line three. Terry, you have a testimony tonight. God bless you. Um, yes, Chris. Um, first of all, I just want to tell you thank you so much. Um, probably not even a year ago, you had came to our church um, mm-hmm. in Belleville, Belleville Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And I went up for prayer. After everybody was leaving, I came up and finally talked to you. And what I said to you, that the situation in our family was so desperate that God had either needed to fix it or kill us all. Wow. And you looked at me and you said, I could never say that again. And I tried to explain to you that I was at that desperate point, that there was nothing I could do, that God had to do something. And it's just so amazing because of all the things you were talking about in the show tonight is exactly what God did in my life. Wow. The book that the young lady uh, just a little bit ago had said, The Walk of the mm-hmm. Spirit, The Walk of Power, someone told me about that book, and I started reading it, and I started speaking in tongues wow. as, as often as I can. I mean, just constantly, constantly. I don't ride in the car with my radio on now. I speak in tongues. Wow. Um, before, when something would start happening in our family, I would just start speaking in tongues, and I thought that... I was wrong doing that, but I realized after reading this book that I'm right doing that. That's right. When I'm feeling overwhelmed, when circumstances are getting beyond physical control, it just the Holy Spirit has to step in and do something. Has your life changed since you started speaking in tongues? Oh, very much. I spoke in tongues before this, but I didn't understand the power Mm -hmm. that it had and the authority that... I have over demonic stuff. Praise God. So I just, I remember you just, I mean, really saying you cannot say this anymore. And I just want to tell you thank you and thank you for your ministry and thank you because everything you guys are saying tonight about the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues is so on the mark. Well, Terry, we love you. We thank you for your testimony. And as you continue to pray out the mystery of him in you and to you and through you, it's going to continue to increase and build. I want to pray for you. Father, I pray for Please. Terry in the name of Jesus. You, I just sense by the Spirit, Terry, you're on a... You're right. There's a, you're on the edge of a breakthrough in your life. You're on the edge of tapping something in the spirit, and the Lord wants you to know that you have not even received your full harvest of praying in the Holy Ghost and praying in tongues, and that there's going to come a harvest of revelation, knowledge. There's going to come a harvest of blessing. Things are going to continue to change in your life. I declare that family members that are rebellious in Jesus' name, they'll turn to Jesus. Family members that don't see it the way that God sees it, I see. I see God putting mind inside of family members and that's the mind of God and the mind of Christ that rebellious streaks I see are being pulled out of people in the name of Jesus and I break the power of depression over your family I break the power there's 
people in your family that are so depressed they were bent on suicide I break the power of suicide over your family in Jesus name and I speak life I, alcoholism is broke in your family abuse is broke in your family in Jesus name I see there's an alcoholic in your family I declare in Jesus name I break the power of that over your family member I command him to turn to Jesus in the name of Jesus I break that thing and I give you praise and glory for it. Father, Thank do a Lord. miracle Thank in her family's Lord. life. Thank you, Lord. Protect her in Jesus' name. And we Thank give you, you praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank Terry, you, we're going to have to go off in just a few minutes, but thank you for your call. Thank you so much. And stay with us. Info at ChrisPalmerMinistries.com, okay? Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. We have time for one more call. Minister McIntosh, God bless you tonight, sir. Uh, God bless you, uh uh, Pastor, I just tuned into your radio uh, broadcast, and uh, it surely has been an enlightening experience. Amen. We I have, have a... never heard wow. um, the subject of being born again expounded upon as uh, you had expounded it. It's Praise God. phenomenal. Well, Minister McIntosh, I appreciate it. I appreciate you calling in. Is there anything we have? We have about one minute. Is there anything that we can do for you tonight? Yeah, uh, pray for me in my okay. ministry. Yes. I got some things in my family, just like the young lady just called. All right. I have to go to court. All right. I have a niece who's being controlled by the enemy. Wow. Uh, to try to take things my mother had given me. Okay, well, what I want to do is I want Pastor Mac to pray for you. I feel an anointing on him to pray for you real quick. Can he pray for you real quick? Yes, go ahead. Okay, I'm in agreement with this. Father, I just thank you for Minister McIntosh right now in the name of Jesus. First of all, I thank you for his desire to know you in a deeper way. Let the spirit of wisdom and revelation begin to rest mildly upon him right now in Jesus' name. According to your word in the book of Isaiah, chapter 48, verse number 17, you promised to teach us how to profit and lead us in the way we should go. Give him the strategy that he needs to have victory as it pertains to the court. Let God's favor rest mildly upon him. I bind every satanic and dynamic forces trying to come against him. I bind every distraction. The Father calls him to be yes, focused Jesus. on the things that's necessary in his life. Let him not be distracted by the enemy, for there has been a word that's been spoken over your life. And the Spirit of God says, hold fast to that word, because the enemy has came to try to take that word out of your heart. He comes when the word of God is sown. So be of good cheer, says the Lord because you shall see victory in the next three months in Jesus' name. Amen. Minister McIntosh, we bless you in Jesus' name. We love you. And stay with us at info at chrispalmerministries.com. We bless your ministry, sir, okay? Okay, where is your ministry located? I'm an itinerant evangelist, and so you can find me at chrispalmerministries.com, and I speak in the area and different things like that. So. Okay. Okay? All right. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. We want to tell you tonight, if you're listening, we're with Pastor Larry Mack. Pastor, tell people where they can reach you. Now, before he tells you that, I want to let you know that Pastor Mack's church is phenomenal. It is full of the Spirit of God. I was explaining some things tonight about the being born again. He explains those things at his church. They pray in the Holy Ghost. It is a dynamic, powerful, Holy Ghost-filled church. Where can they find you at, Pastor Mack? Well, you can find me on Wayne, in Wayne, Michigan, uh, 35118 West Michigan Avenue, and also on 3700 Door Street in Toledo, Ohio. Or you can become a Facebook friend. Just look me up at Larry G. Mack Jr. Or you can find me on Twitter at LG Mack Jr. And if you're looking for a church, uh, Greater Dreams is a wonderful church on Wayne Road, so I recommend it highly in the Holy Ghost. We'll be back next Saturday night. 
12.15 a.m. on the Transforming Truth radio broadcast. And I will be speaking at a conference at Word of Faith International Christian Center, 10.30, June 13th. People ask me, where can I come meet you? Come meet me at Word of Faith, June 13th, 10.30 a.m. for the Word of Faith conference. We love you. Visit Pastor Max Church. If you're looking for a church, 10 o'clock tomorrow, 10 o'clock, right? Yeah, 10 o'clock today. 10 o'clock today. <laughs> we love you. We'll see you next week, 12.15 a.m. on the broadcast. God bless you. Have a happy Memorial Day. Now that you've received the transforming truth of the Word of God, go deeper. Go to our website, chrispalmerministries.com, or log on to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Ministries. Then partner with Chris financially at Chris Palmer Ministries, P.O. Box 403, Walled Lake, Michigan, 48390. And tune in again every Saturday night at 1215 a.m. for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer on WMUZ 103.5 FM, The Light.